What is that, a bong or a vape? It's a vape. I thought you couldn't hear it. No, you can totally hear it. <laughs> Live from the Huntington Hilltop. Coming to you from the 12 by 12 Irvine studio. Sorry for... Oh, shit. I flubbed my line. The, uh... The the Canadian Prime Minister has a new phrase that the No Agenda podcast has picked up. What's you know how that? we say, um, thank you for your courage? He Yes. He was talking to one of his uh what's the guy's name? The Canadian PM. Oh, uh Trudeau. Yeah. He was talking to one of his uh his citizens and he told him, I'm sorry for your Are you on the latest episode of No Agenda? No, I'm not. I'm still one behind. Shit. I haven't listened to to uh, today's. Is was, this today's episode? Uh, the day before. Uh, the earlier in the week. What would that be? Sunday. I'm not gonna release oh. this at the right oh, time. Oh, I'm list- I'm I'm in the process of listening to that one right now. Okay. I think by the time I release this episode, though, it'll be a week. Okay. I shouldn't be talking about this on the show, but I've got some cool stuff. I've got some. Uh, some alien stuff I want to talk about in the second half of the show. All right. It's pretty rare that I have one that I bring to the show that I actually want to talk about. But uh, an experience? Uh, no, no. Oh, just random shit on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you got my hopes up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got. Oh, um, the previous show. We were speculating about how those spam emails get sent out to just men. Those uh, extortion emails. They get sent out to men and they say, we've hacked your computer. Oh, yeah. Taking pictures of you jerking off to. It's like we are with the FBI. They'll have ones that say you possess child porn, too. We've had clients call about those. Yeah. So they send those emails and they want Bitcoin or gift cards or something. Right. And um, they seem to only hit men. And apparently, I couldn't find the link for it. I was looking for it. I, I don't remember what podcast I heard it on. But there's some research or some machine learning model where you can determine male or female based on screen names. In this case, email addresses. Interesting. Based on something or other. I, I don't really know what it's based on. But I could I could kind of guess it, looking at at email addresses. I could guess whether I was male or female. Um, some more certain than others. But you're not. I guess the where people are probably worried is, or at least the average guy is worried. Is like every guy looks at porn, and so they're thinking like, well, that's why oh. it's safe to just blast it out to men, right? It's very, it's an easier target, easier demographic. Yeah. And then they reveal that they have a password, but you don't realize that they have your password because it was in a data breach. Mm-hmm. They're just using that uh, little bit of information to trick you into thinking that they've actually got something on you. Anyway, yeah. So our speculation was correct, I guess, that you could determine what names were male. And that's how they're sending out those, uh, their newsletter 
let's let's call it that yeah. <laughs> their extortion newsletter i got an email from helm the guys that make that helm email server which does more than emails now it does uh, a file share it was asking me to reboot my helm because they did something in their last update where they were no longer able to uh provide updates to my helm device and i don't know if they sent that to everybody or if it was just mine Nothing is ever truly hands off. It wasn't a big deal. No such thing. I know it's not a big deal, but I'm just, it's funny that you had the expectation that you're just going to set this thing up and it was going to sit there like an appliance for whatever length of time without you ever having to touch it again. I would have been surprised if it was that good because I've put myself in situations where I fucked up and I can no longer reboot that server or even worse, I fucked up and I can't log into it anymore because one time I had production servers going with customers connecting and I pasted my key, my SSH key with returns in the spaces. So instead of wrap, instead of, uh, yeah, basically when, uh, you use nano. Yeah. Yeah. When you use nano on FreeBSD and you paste something, uh, line wrapping mm-hmm. becomes returns. Oh yeah. So you'll paste your SSH key and it's like SSH dash RSA space. And then this big long string, it puts a fucking enter a return character in there. And now your key that should be one long string on a single line is three lines. Hmm. And when you try to exit, you restart the SSH server and you, you connect back in, which I know you're supposed to connect on a separate session to test it. Uh, you find out that you can't get back in your server. So I've done that. You know, it's growing pains. That yeah. Learn. So I bet they did something stupid like that too. Well, yeah. And how do you figure that out too? I mean, you have to kind of start scrambling as far as like look up different scenarios or what you could have done wrong. How do you do it without is- interrupting the customers? The- yeah. Too long, didn't read. Uh, the short version is snapshot the disk, attach it to another instance, figure out where you fucked up. Oh, there's uh, there's three lines where there should be one. Get rid of all the return characters. So, so is that string. what you did? Yeah. Okay. And then when you, um, during off hours, you can detach the disk from the instance after you turn it off, attach it to another instance, unfuck it, put it back on. And you're good to go. Put it back on the original instance. Yeah. But that's a stupid fuck up. That should never happen. Your whole setup should be completely scripted, but this was a, just a good old fashioned manual setup a number of years ago. So seeing Helm do it gave me a little chuckle. (laughs) So I can relate. Yeah. Kind of like, the uh facebook breaches well not not even breaches the their disclosures of developers storing users passwords in clear text in a big database kind of reminds me of that too because that's something people would kind of do in development or maybe they're not even putting their the users passwords in a database they could just be running some type of debug flag on one of their production systems that was storing things on a log with the clear text passwords. Mm. 
Um, not even, they really shouldn't be doing that either. It should be hashed client side and then sent to the server with just the hash. But even Facebook well, fucks up. I'd like to think that Facebook hires people based on their uh, company vision and not necessarily their ability. Maybe they did. Maybe that's exactly what they wanted. Don't hash the password. Send it to us. We'll figure out if we're going to hash it later. Yeah. And this is not a well, I mean, out of all of the um, big Silicon Valley companies, Facebook seems like the worst run out of all of them. How much of that's true, though? Remember when mice when uh, Facebook was trying to replace MySpace and MySpace had a complete media hit out on its head and people were just trashing MySpace in every way possible. They would say that's where pedophiles were and just terrible things that. I remember that, but I don't think that's what ultimately killed it. I think that it hit its peak very early and then it became kind of like this. Uh, what's the word? It's, it's not it's it's just not it, it became not cool anymore. It went like out of fashion and then it started looking tacky and it then was, people yeah. got older, too, and they moved away from it. And then here comes Facebook, which looks very basic uh like understated i guess is the right word it is super exclusive yes at least initially it started in it was only in stanford right or was it no it was massachusetts uh harvard right harvard started at and then he came to stanford and then i think that was the second market and then it branched out from there you were only able to register if you had an edu email address we were in high school when it came out and I remember we, I was on it like sophomore or junior year because MySpace was like totally like a middle school thing. And anyway, they tried to rebrand MySpace. They tried to like redo all of it to kind of make it look more similar to Facebook, but it just was too little too late. And that's, I think what happened, what ultimately what happened to MySpace. Do you know who bought it? Timberlake. I thought it was Fox. Timberlake bought it first. Justin Timberlake. He sold it to Fox. I didn't even or did know he, he did. buy it last. I mean, I, I it got I bought would, up by Fox, and then they tried to. I didn't know Fox promote it. it. Oh yeah, they would cross promote it when they ran uh, twenty four. Interesting. I don't remember that. They, I, I, I knew that Justin Timberlake had it. I didn't know that he sold it to anyone. I'm not surprised though. Spies MySpace. Let's see. If it wasn't for Instagram, Facebook, Corp. Yeah, sells yeah. it for thirty-five million. Um, what was I saying? Fuck. Totally lost my train of thought. Uh. Specific media said it had brought on board artist Justin Timberlake as part. <laughs> Timberlake. Oh my god, <clears throat> that explains everything. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I derailed you. Sorry. I think uh, really. 
Oh, no, I was going to say that Instagram is the only thing that I think that's kept Facebook going. Like that, that's really. Because I think you, if you have an Instagram account, you technically have a Facebook account. And they could probably justify in their, to their shareholders that they have X amount of Facebook users because they have an insane amount of people on Instagram. Instagram, I think, Twitter is, I wouldn't really call a social media platform. It's Twitter's, I don't know what it is. It's, I use it personally for like a pseudo RSS feed. Like I only follow people that I'm interested in and I filter everything else out and I check it maybe once a week, if that. I don't post anything. I don't so like once in a while I will comment on something, but it'll be like really rare. Um, I just, I, it's, I don't consider a social media platform like Instagram is Instagram is 100% a social media platform. And it's really the only one that people use anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't know anybody uses Facebook anymore. Uh, there's definitely nobody using Twitter. Like 90% of the accounts I think have two posts and less than 15 followers. So there's nobody on Twitter. I think there's a lot of, if you can make the case that there were people on Twitter generally, like a lot of them, they would be like what I do, which is strictly use it for curated, uh, news. I pay for Feedbin. And that is my web-based RSS feeder, like Google. I like RSS. I I like RSS, and it's better for um, uh, feeds from websites. But if you have someone specifically, like Jordan Peterson, that you like uh, listening to or hearing new stuff come from that person, Twitter is really the only way to get that. I mean, yeah, you can get an RSS feed for a website that follows Jordan Peterson, and then you'll get their stories based on something that he said but it won't be direct that's the canadian guy right yeah i'm just using him as an example because he has a lot of people that follow him um you know ben shapiro or whatever yeah it's like a dead drop for your thoughts yeah it's i don't know sort of micro blog micro dot blog that's the domain name. I don't want to spend time running that or. They manage I mean, it. I don't... You post and you treat it like Twitter, but you run your own. You don't, you're paying him to run it. You can run your own if you want to, but. So do you shit post on Twitter? Probably no. been blocked by their BOGO filter. I don't post anything on Twitter. I just strictly use it for following. So, uh, information sources. Yeah, didn't Twitter remove their RSS feeds for lists? I don't know. Because you used to be able to scrape all that stuff. I think at some point they, they stopped letting you use third-party apps to integrate or to work with it. Yeah, the app is limited to a certain number of API keys that they can give out and it costs the app itself like $10 or something. It's crazy. They want a lot of money. 
when they're only charging what fifteen dollars for an app or something. I don't know the exact prices. I'm making those up. I thought I heard that somewhere. Yeah, Feedbin. Um, I highly recommend. It's an app, right? So they have an app. It's a website, and then I use the Reader R E E D E R Reader app to to connect to that. Sorry, cut you off. No, I was gonna say I use Newsify because it has a um, widget for iOS. No, I don't use any widgets because I don't allow anything on my lock screen to work. Every iOS exploit has revolved around that. It's not on the lock screen. Well, it is, but it's... Yeah, it is. (laughs) It is, yeah. Every lock screen, jail... Not jailbreak. uh, Vulnerability, for lack of a better word. All of those have revolved around being able to do complex actions on the home screen. Even the camera leaves you somewhat vulnerable. Shit. I've got my fucking speakers going. Um, yeah, so my, my lock screen on my iPhone is totally... Just everything's disabled, pretty much. Speaking of iPhones, I got an interesting problem with my 10 that I was cropped up. Uh... Apparently there's a, uh, I would think nothing of it because it seems like it could be software related, but it's become more prevalent where certain parts of the display aren't responding to touch. And it'll, most of the time it'll be like when I'm wearing my Ray-Bans and face ID doesn't work. So I have to, uh, punch in my, my pin and it like the zero key will not work. And it's consistent because it's consistent in that. When it does happen, it's always the same areas. So it happened probably four or five times in the last, like, just over a week. Oh, I know what it is. And then the keyboard, when I'm typing a text, the the keys that are over to, like, the right edge of the display, so, like, the P and the L, sometimes those won't work. And I'll think, like, oh, maybe I'm pressing too far off the edge of the display and it's not registering but then i'll be tapping square on it and it's not responding so i uh submitted a support request with apple today and apparently there's a known issue um like apple actually has acknowledged it and they've extended the coverage of the iphone 10 for three years past the purchase date wow so i might be able to get a new display on my phone but it's hard to replicate because it doesn't happen all the time. It's intermittent. But if you look at the the support article, like I think I have it here. <clears throat> That's pretty rare that they acknowledge something like that silently. Yeah. And then the display module replace. Huh. Display Channel module replacement. The effective device may exhibit the following. The display or part of the display does not respond to, uh, respond or responds intermittently to touch. That's basically what's happening on my phone. And so they wanted me to do like a full backup and recovery restore through iTunes. And that is just such a pain in the ass to do and time consuming that I'm just going to wait until I have like a, an entire day. You don't have I, to. You're right. 
but that's usually they don't they don't want to set up an appointment with the Apple Store un- until you've gone through those steps. So sometimes I'll iCloud. lie. No, they don't want you to do it through iCloud. They say you need to actually do a recovery because apparently that fully erases all remnants of the the previous OS, and then what? Yeah, you've never done a recovery. Wait, wait, wait. What they're describing sounds like a software problem. I know, but this is, you got to remember, these are their minions that just wa- walk people through troubleshooting steps. Like they don't actually well, don't possess any objectivity when it comes to just the see products what that they support. So enable iCloud keychain and just cross your fingers. Because iCloud keychain <laughs> is the one thing that's missing when you don't do an iTunes restore. You lose and all well, you have the... to do encrypted backups to get all your data, like your metadata. Yeah. Yeah. That, Otherwise, that's lost. That's the biggest benefit of an iTunes backup. Otherwise, you risk accidentally hitting sync and erasing all the stuff off your phone. What is that, a bong or a vape? It's vape. I thought you couldn't hear it. No, <laughs> you can totally hear it. <laughs> no, that's a vape. Um... Yeah, so I'm going to see if I can go and maybe I'll just say, oh, yeah, I did it and it's still happening. Because how are they going to know if those backups are stored locally? I guess they can. It's for your own good, though. So if they if you fuck up. Oh, well, have you ever done a chat support session to the app? It's kind of weird. They send you a. um, You have to go into settings and like enable their remote diagnostics and then they send you a it's like a link in the chat you tap on that and you have to accept them to go in and pull the diagnostic data off your phone is it like a device profile that you're installing or you just enable i think so yeah so it looks like it comes up with a gear Yeah. yeah and so um they may want to do that, and I don't know if that data will confirm whether or not that I actually did a recovery. So if they pull I that shit, I think it will. But I don't yeah. think they're going to come through it because there's so much information in there. Yeah, but if they're asking specifically if I did the recovery install, and then they, I say yes, and then they want to run the diagnostic app, and they're looking for that piece of information specifically in the profile i really wish they would tell you why because this sounds like a software problem it does but maybe there's some firmware some firmware it is weird though that it happens only certain parts of the display though which would lead me to believe it could be a faulty display module it's nice they cover it three years past the first sale though so i would be still covered this was originally bought in 2017 when it came out. So till 2020, November 2020, I'd be able to get I it bet you most displays have some portions where the sensors don't quite work right. Because I can't imagine that there's a 100% yield on every one of those little tiny grid pieces that's in the display that's really hard to see. So I imagine that writing the firmware for that is probably something along the lines, really loose uh, uh, analogy I'm, I'm creating here. It would be something like creating a 
kernel module for Linux that does a custom memory map. So you can run a mem test on bad, like if you had a super obscure memory for a computer and you happen to use Linux, you can run a mem test, find where your bad memory, like what cell or whatever is the bad part of your memory, your RAM, and then you can create, I guess, a, a driver, uh, a special memory module, a special kernel module for Linux that maps, uh, writes all your memory to RAM around the dead spot. Hmm. So you're still able to use the RAM. You're just um, not accessing the bad cell. So you never end up in that weird fault state where it can't get a read or a write. Yeah. I see the multi-touch repair. No, it's a different phone. Oh, they've had this on several phones. I didn't realize that. My I've Apple the... keyboard died. Oh, yeah. You were saying the battery it wouldn't charge anymore? Yeah. So yeah, wired paperweight now. Planned obsolescence. I don't think all so. That, all that the magic key, all the magic line of products has gotten worse over time. The space bar isn't perfectly flat. So I have a black. I don't like those keyboards. I I want to, but I can't feel them. I can't tell yeah. when, I, when my hands, if I go to the right and I go to like feel the arrow key and I start pushing, I realize I'm pushing on aluminum. I, yeah, I really tell. don't like the mouse because the mouse is just idiotic that you can't plug that thing in while you're using it. I think that's why. <laughs> but it is pretty dumb. They really well the battery dies internal battery dies on it you get to buy a whole new mouse you can't even use it at all so yeah I've never the seen same thing happen to your keyboard then it's it could happen thing, though it did happen to my keyboard but luckily I can wire it and it works as a wired keyboard right it's super inconvenient yeah, the mouse I'm using this Logitech mouse I could use wired or wireless works great um what was I going to say? Oh, the HoloLens. Uh, there's a new one. Yes. It's interesting. I want one. It's cool. 100 bucks a month. For and it's going to support Unreal Engine 4 also. Do you have to subscribe? Uh, you got to pay off $3,500. That's what it costs. You- Pull in information from Dynamics 365. That's the software you get with it. Well, that's a pay, that's a subscription service. Yes, you get it that's for free like with it. Fi- no, you don't. No, you, that, it says bullshit. you get a license with it. It says you probably get a license for just the ability to use the goggles. There's no way because Dynamics. 365 i'm pretty sure they charge like thousands of dollars a month for well this is for specifically for remote assist in microsoft or in dynamics so if you get a hololens 2 you get remote assist with it for 125 a month so i guess it's 25 dollars more a month with with dynamics uh remote assist if you're just buying remote assist by itself it's 65 per user per month which is still not bad I need to watch the video. 
they lowered the price. This thing was five grand before. And they lowered it to 35. I mean, it's technically a dev kit device, but it works. So it's got projectors that project onto your clear lenses, it looks like, so that you can see things. And then there's cameras for sensing the world around you. So it looks like you see things projected into space in front of your eyes. Yes. And you can interact with them and move them around. It's really cool. This is the closest thing we, we've got to uh, total augmented reality, at least visually. Yeah, this would. This is the best version. It looks like it'd be full 3D, assuming it's a stereo projection into your eyes. That's my understanding. It would have to be if you're able to reach out and touch it. Not actually touch it, but you wouldn't have depth if it was not stereo. That'd be a very trippy experience using that for the first time. It's grabbing at air. $125 a month. And the first app's going to be Japanese upskirts. This is the future of uh, training people. Like that way that video was showing it. Like you can walk anyone through anything. On the fly training. Yeah, I'll have to watch the video. I could imagine how it would work. I can't actually see how it would work in practice. I'm so, curious what the resolution is going to look like. I don't know if it's going to be as sharp and vibrant as what's in these videos. It's probably going to be more. Uh, what's the word? Uh, is it ether- ethereal where it's kind of like just there, but. Not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, ethereal, extremely delicate and light in a way that seems too perfect for this world. I guess to a lesser extent, that's the word I was uh, looking for. Um, I would pay a hundred bucks a month for one of these. It would need a business case for it at this point. Yeah. Because I don't know if there's any games in Steam that'll do it. For IT stuff, this could be useful. Yeah, but... Only to have each in- client set up with one of these in the off, Or if there's on-site IT that we need to work with, then they have one of these there, and they wear it every time we need them to work on our equipment or... Instead of us having to drive out there. You're going to be doing that less and less. Not when it's hardware problems. Can't you drop ship replacements? What do you mean? Ship them a new phone or whatever their problem is. Yeah, but the turnaround for that's like a few days to a week. This is... You can at least do the diagnosis part instantly. Yeah. Now, if you have the parts on hand that they need, then yeah, obviously you're going to have to ship them out or run them out there. But 
if it's parts that can be delivered, you have them delivered to their office, and then you walk them through installing them. I heard a story about getting up close and personal. Um, this story is about a guy that wanted a domain name so bad, he hired a relative to go. He wrote up instructions on how to um, transfer a domain name, hired a relative to go and uh, hold this guy, the guy that owns the domain name, at gunpoint and force him to transfer a domain name. Wow. That's that's really uh, desperate. But the, the funny thing is, uh, I think it was through GoDaddy. Let me see. Yeah, it was. Their site's such a clusterfuck that... Oh, GoDaddy's garbage. They, uh... Something went wrong, basically, because GoDaddy's fucking garbage. And the guy that was at gunpoint scrambled for the gun while the dipshit was distracted and shot the guy in the chest. Ugh. Did he die? I don't think so. I think... Let's see. Uh, I don't think so. I think that both of the bad guys are going to jail with a maximum penalty of 20 years. And he has to pay restitution to the guy who shot. No, I'm talking about the bad guys. But You're saying who's the, the bad guys are the bad guys. Well, when you said someone shot someone, I figured they're the bad guy. The, the good guy scrambled for the gun, shot the bad guy. Oh, I thought I, don't memorize mind, I thought you right made now. it look I, I thought you were okay. describing it like they wrestled for it and then he still got shot anyway. I, okay. Oh sorry. I should explain that better. Okay. Maybe I just I misheard. No, I probably explained it wrong. Yeah. Wow. That's some in person IT right there. <laughs> uh um so who who do you know that has Adobe Creative Cloud that is affected by their price A increase? lot of clients of ours. And Don't they I'm make money curious. with it? Yes, they do. But they, I'm curious if you already have an active subscription, if you write out that pricing until the renewal. Because I think it, you, you pay per month, but it's a yearly commitment. So I'm wondering if you just at the end of the yearly commitment have to start paying more but they said that this is a test run so maybe they'll scale it back at some point but they had no announcement about it they just did it and so i'm just curious because we have one of one of our clients has about 15 creative cloud licenses and so if you're doubling their monthly costs on that that's like hiring another employee in terms of what they're paying. What's 25 nine. times? It's a $25 difference. It'd be $9,500 per year for 15 licenses. Is that right? Maybe I was way off on the math. So uh, it's a $27 difference times... 
50 bucks a month per employee is not the end of the world. Yeah. Especially it if they're using if, those tools. If you're a smaller company, it still makes a difference. I guess you're going to have to use GIMP. <laughs> no, they have the other stuff now. One starts with an A. There's other products out there now that are alternatives. Yeah, and I think some of the Creative Cloud... Affin- Affinity. Get... Affinity oh. was what I was thinking of. Oh, Affinity Photo? Mm-hmm. There's another one, too. I can't think of it. I mean, yeah, there's GIMP. Well, yeah, there's it's no a point funny using name. that. Let's think of the guy in le- Bound in Leather comes out of the chest in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Get the GIMP. And you thought that this was because of Apple's Aperture support? That would affect I, lightning. It's just funny because it happened two Light days room. after the... Well, Lightroom is part of the subscription that... Yeah, it has a standalone subscription too. Because there's enough photography. I think all their apps, all their apps, I think, have individual subscriptions. I think the the Creative Cloud is actually a pretty good deal. Uh, It definitely beats buying a box of of software that was just a portion of the Creative Suite that just like just the graphic design stuff, and that would be like twelve hundred to two thousand dollars. Yeah. You'd have to be subscribed for two years. They're just they they're really expensive. Like even if you get Adobe Acrobat, like the full version or pro, standard or pro, one or the other, it's still like at least fifteen dollars fifteen to twenty dollars a month starting. Just for fucking PDF ad- editing software. I don't know why you'd pay for that if you're just gonna edit random PDFs. There's a bunch People of software that are do that. very used to the Adobe workflow. They do not want to use anything else. They won't use PDF Architect. They won't use, although even those now they want to, uh, they restrict features for a premium version that you got to pay for. So it's like, you might as well just stick with Adobe. Uh, so regarding Aperture, I think that's because 32 bit Mac apps won't work anymore. Although Aperture was definitely 64 bit. So then there's some other library, something that is definitely deprecated, but they They're announced. Probably, I was going to say, they probably don't want to just don't want to develop it anymore. Aperture. I'm pretty sure that they like pulled it from the Mac app store like five years ago, four years ago. Cause it was, uh, I did that photography podcast called wide open yeah you're right his last release was four years ago yeah and then right after that podcast like a year later but i only did one episode so uh yeah aperture was dead my server was filling up and then i needed more space the cool thing about aperture was i could have a local library with all the cached files and then 
store all of my files on a network attached storage. So I didn't have to have it local. Right. And um, I guess iCloud does that now, but I don't use that. So I had to consolidate my library and it was a complicated clusterfuck to get all that migrated. But I did it after like four or five years. So I'm no longer on Aperture. When do you think you're going to stop supporting Logic Pro? That's why the next one. No, Logic 10 came out like four years ago. Yeah. A lot of people use it. It's just not as popular as uh, some of the other editing stuff. Depends on what you do. Mixing. A lot of people use Ableton. I think Ableton is the most used. Uh, I think Ableton runs in Linux too. Let me see. Maybe. No, never mind. It's only Windows and Mac. I'm surprised they even have a Windows one. But that makes sense. Okay, here's here's the grays. Second half of show. All right. It's a Newsweek story. It's very reliable. Uh, I can't play it because the audio is super loud and I have no idea how it's going to come out. Um, but what you're looking at is it's like a dreidel floating seen, in the sky. We've seen this video. We saw one that was like it with like a blob and they would toggle between two different cameras like one infrared, one color. And this one has different audio. Weird how it tilts and turns. It's weird that the the subject that they're recording is tracked really, really well. That's kind of strange. But I could imagine that there's some software that does that. But then when the whatever the subject is that they're recording starts to tilt, the footage itself, that camera starts to tilt. I'm kind of confused about why that happens. That is weird. Yeah. Anyway, it makes me wonder if it is a uh, fake. Uh, I've seen UFO. I've, I know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's aliens, but I know there are such things as unidentified flying objects. Where'd they touch you? <laughs> they, yeah. They didn't. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show and share the show. See you next week. Sayonara.